Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. If you can spare some change each month to help me continue to produce this podcast please check out Queer Stories on Patreon and consider supporting the project. Also, follow Queer Stories on Facebook for upcoming events, pics and other stuff. This week, Stephen Oliver is a descendant of the Kukuyilanji, Wanyi, Gangalida, Wapabara, Banjalung and Biripai peoples. He's worked with numerous theatre companies, festivals and arts organisations across Australia, but became notorious with ABC's actor-nominated sketch comedy show Black Comedy as a writer, actor and associate producer. He's written some incredible shows for TV and online. His poetry is published both nationally and internationally. He's had two incredible plays, Proper Solid and From Darkness, both receive audience and critical acclaim. And his absolutely fabulous sold-out performances of his one-man cabaret show, Bigger and Blacker, have happened around the country. He's an absolute icon. Enjoy this story, performed at Brisbane Powerhouse in 2021. Hi, I'm Stephen, and I'm a slut. (laughs) Thank you. Now, you're either thinking, is this a sex addict meeting? Is this queer stories or rear stories? (laughs) Is he still fucking milking that? (laughs) Or most likely, why, yes, you are, Stephen Oliver. Yes, you are indeed. And although I'd agree with those thinking the latter, you sluts, I feel the need to point out that when it comes to the S word, I do need to stress that the word slut means a myriad of things when integrated into the everyday or even every minute conversations had by the very sexy Aboriginal race. Thank you. So, to make the point of this cultural and linguistic phenomenon of taking English words and evolving them into multiple interpretations, I'm going to share a few stories. And if I pull this off, not like that, then hopefully you will see how words can be transformed. Seemingly born of a cocoon like some beautiful slutty butterfly, or perhaps a slutterfly (laughs) that doesn't just spread its wings or legs but also a cultural awareness as you learn how sometimes a slut, even a proper one, isn't a slut, but is. (laughs) Chapter one, the biggest slut of all. And I don't mean me. So here I was, a 19-year-old Murray kid who had just left his home of Townsville and moved to Perth, where he was going to become a dancer. Although I danced my ass off in class, I was also enjoying shaking my ass quite freely in Perth gay bars, liberated by the fact that nobody knew me in Perth, and even more liberated by the fact that in 1994, there were no smartphones, camera phones, digital or social media, free from the worry of being outed by Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and whatever the fuck other social media there is nowadays. 
The locations of this liberated arse shaking was in two venues, the Court Hotel and Connections Nightclub. It was in these two establishments that, in a space of three weeks from first moving to Perth, I had shared some quick hellos to members of the gay Noongar Aboriginal community. However, it was one particular night that would lead to my lifelong friendship with the biggest slut of all. His name? Charlie. I spent my first night hanging out with Charlie because of pity, which is strange to say because Charlie isn't someone who needs pity to me. He's always been a fighter, and I mean that in every sense of the word. Though this night, instead of seeing a fighter, I saw a Noongar brother sitting on a chair crying, looking real sad, or as Noongar mob would say, real winyan, or as we of the Murray community would say, darn, sorry one. But yes, you get it, the bitch was sad. Now, with me being the kind, compassionate, nosy bitch I am, I approached Charlie and asked, which way? I said, you right? To which he replied, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Nobody wants to hang with me. I'm here all by myself. My best friend left me for a man. I'm a dog. Feeling real darn sorry one for him. I mentioned that I had been paid that day. Hang with me. I'll shout you, child. You'll be right. But before I could even get an answer, he spotted a container laying on the other side of the hallway. He asked, what's that? Left from the chair as if wallabies were his totem. Picked up the cylindrical container, popped its lid, revealing the multiple white pills that lay inside. To which he declared, ah, I'm going to kill myself. Reacting in a way that one Aboriginal person does to another when hardly knowing each other in such situations, I said, don't be stupid. Either not hearing my plea or ignoring it altogether, he emptied half the container's contents into his hand, shoved them all into his mouth and started to chew. Shocked, I once again reacted how one Aboriginal person does to another one hardly knowing each other in such situations and said, get him out of your mouth, fuck ya. <laughs> if I wasn't shocked enough already, his next statement created an atmosphere of surprise and bewildering confusion when he said, but they taste nice. <laughs> what? I asked. They taste nice, he repeated, seemingly unaware that I was at a loss as to what to do. Not that I needed to work out a solution to the predicament, because before I could say Katwara Nunga, Katwara meaning Womba, which means crazy, meaning mad black bitch, <laughs> another black fella arrived on the scene, and in a way that seemed to imply he didn't really care but was curious enough, asked, what you mob doing? This was Joshi, another member of the gay Nunga Aboriginal community who I'd never met before. This unfamiliarity had me react how one Aboriginal person does to another when never having met before. As I exclaimed, this silly son is trying to kill himself with pills. <laughs> Refusing to take them out, not as an act of defiance, but rather one of enjoyment, Charlie again declared, but they taste nice. <laughs> Unfazed by my words and intrigued by Charlie's, Joshi grabbed the container and emptied two pills into his hand. Grabbing one of the pills, he says to me, come on, you take one too. We all die together. 
again reacting in a way when an Aboriginal person does to never having met before, I replied, fuck you, I'm not dying for a nice slut. <laughs> still unfazed, Joshy tucks a pill into his mouth and unsure why I'm even still surprised at this point, says, hmm, they do taste nice. <laughs> Urging me to snatch the container and say, give me one of them sluts. After all, what harm could it do to put just one in my mouth? Hmm, where have I heard that before? <laughs> anyway, fortunately the harm these pills would cause turned out to be fuck all. Because what Charlie decided to overdose on was breath fresheners. <laughs> prompting me to say, you silly sluts. <laughs> However... I would come to learn that this night would only be the first in a long line of simple slut scenarios. Chapter two, the littlest slut of all. And yes, I do mean me. <laughs> As time passed, I learnt the depths of friendship, containing more than just laughter. There's sadness, hurt, jealousy, abuse and expectations all of which can lead to fights, but if the friendships are strong enough, there's also always forgiveness. Take one morning, for example, when a now 20-year-old Murray and two of his Noongar friends were getting a lift home by some white guy who had either offered us the lift or been coerced into giving us one. I'm guessing coercion due to one of the black queens hoping to get into his pants, or if I remember correctly, his tight AFL footy shorts. Obviously, he wore these to lure those who were made moist by footy players, which, of all the three passengers in the car, were all three passengers. <laughs> Regardless of how much moisture was in the car, though, it wasn't enough to douse the flames of jealousy. I'm unsure who started the whole debacle, but before long, it had turned into a screaming match between the two Noongar friends. It became so heated that if the car did actually have any moisture, it would have officially been a gay sauna. They yelled at the driver to stop. He pulled over and the argument spilled out onto the footpath. The driver looked at me and said, do you think we should do something? I replied, believe me, it's best you just leave them alone. Ignoring my advice, he got out of the car and tried taking control of the situation, saying, hey, come on, guys, stop fighting, eh? This was met with, and who are you, cunt? Fuck off back home to your man, cunt. <laughs> he returned to the car defeated and said, oh my God, that really hurt me, eh? <laughs> when he told me to fuck off back to my man. Like, I mean, I don't have a man, but it still really hurt, eh? <laughs> Perplexed by this statement, but still moist for him. I mean... What else would you expect from a drunk, horny, 20-year-old me? I said, maybe we should go, to which he easily agreed. A few hours later, I returned to my friends and wondered what reception would I receive. They had argued over him, yet I was the one who had reaped the rewards of Yorch, a.k.a. Buru, a.k.a. manhood, a.k.a. penis if you haven't gotten it by now. Would I receive the same anger displayed only hours before on the footpaths of East Perth? Would they forgive me for abandoning them for the all-important poke with man? Apparently they would. As most blackfellas do, they saw the humour in the situation 
and told me of how, as soon as the car drove off, they both stopped arguing, looked at the car driving away and said, that little slut. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Chapter three. Too many slut stories to tell. <laughs> I wished to share more stories with you, but being the long-winded slut I am, I used up too much time. Stories from communities all over this continent of ours. Stories I feel blessed to have been a part of. See, when people ask me, where does my humour come from? I could claim that I'm naturally funny, much in the way that I'm naturally sexy. <laughs> but I don't. I realise my humour isn't just a personal coping mechanism, but one that comes from being a coping mechanism for Aboriginal communities, for queer communities, and queer Aboriginal communities. Sometimes we've had to see the funny side of things, to not just stop the onslaught of sadness, but to survive. So now, I would like to take 15 seconds of silence so that all of us here can think of those who have made us laugh, of those we've made laugh, and appreciate that gift of laughter shared with those closest to you. So on that note, I'd like to leave you with at least one Brisbane story, seeing we are in Brisbane. But at the Wickham one night, back in the days when you could still smoke inside, I was on the dance floor yet again shaking my ass when my friend Gregory enters from outside, smoke in hand, dancing to the beat, eyeballs popping out of his mouth, and announcing in an extremely shocked manner, this woman just flashed me her pussy. <laughs> what? I asked. To which he replied, and it was glistening. <laughs> Much love, guys. Spread love, laughter, and even your legs, just like COVID. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out Queer Stories on Patreon, where you can support the project for as little as $1 per month. Follow Queer Stories on Facebook for news and event updates. It's been a weird couple of years, what with the pandemic and me becoming a parent, but I'm planning some big things in 2023 and I'd love you to be part of it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.